Breeze to the outside, midfield here. Remember, they have the one timeout as he gets it for 11 yards here to Michael Thomas. He's checking it. Breeze sees it. Here we go. Clock counting down. Drives it over the middle. They do have the timeout, and he gets it to the 40 to 10 game. 58 yard attempt for the win. Got it. That's outside of last night on Monday Night Football on ESPN. As the Saints come back in a furious second half offensive showing to defeat the Houston Texans on a 58-yard field goal after their kicker, Will Lutz had missed a 57-yarder at the end of the first half. Sean Payton and the Saints trust him 30-28. to The Saints avoid the Deshaun Watson heroics. Three touchdowns for the young Texans quarterback. Of course, Drew Brees with two of his own. Latavius Murray had a big rush for a touchdown as well. The Saints victors on Monday Night Football. And, Jake, this was about as good of a Monday Night Football game as you could ask for. I mean, if Tessator said it one time, he said it 100 times. Boy, 50th anniversary of Monday Night Football. This sure is a great start. And you know what? He wasn't wrong. It was a great back-and-forth game. I mean, for the first time in the history of Monday Night Football, you had the lead change twice inside of the final minute of the game. That's never happened in the history of Monday Night Football. And it was a just a phenomenal game. Now, if you're a Texans fan, you're waking up today, you're not feeling too good, but there are some positives, and we'll get to them. But as far as just the game last night, that might be one of the best games we get all year, and it happened to be the first Monday Night game of the season. If you're a Saints fan and they lose that game, you're feeling like one slipped away from you with how good Drew Brees and company played in the second half. If you're a Texans fan today, you did lose, and you've got to feel like one slipped away from you because Deshaun Watson hits two just enormous passes, and credit to DeAndre Hopkins and Kenny Stills for coming down with the catches on that final Texans scoring drive. And look, you, there's, you, know, you score too fast, whatever, you can say that. At some point, you got to make a stop. The Texans just could not get a stop in the second half against the Saints. Drew Brees and company made a ton of adjustments at halftime. They got going. Alvin Kamara got going. Uh, even Latavius Murray was going there in the second half. And it just started to pile up for the Texans. Watson saves them, and then the defense can't do it. And Drew Brees does Drew Brees things and gets them into field goal range. And Lutz hits a kick that he didn't hit in the first half. No doubt. And you you look at Deshaun Watson, that to me was the takeaway. You know, we know Drew Brees is great. He has a Hall of Fame career. But Deshaun Watson in year three, if he's going to be able to play that well in that type of road environment, he's an MVP candidate this year. Watson might play himself into the top five quarterback conversation if he plays that well. I mean, the throws he made were special. The throw he made to Hopkins was incredible and a great play by DeAndre, but you expect that from Hopkins. He has a track record. Watson is still developing as a starting quarterback. Last year was his first full season as a starter, and he played really well. And he, he has shown you just how special he is. And the throw to Stills was beautiful, right on the money. I mean, that should have been the game, but the Texans' defense failed them last night. It, it wasn't the offense. The, the offense did its job. They ran the ball well. I was impressed with Carlos Hyde. Duke Johnson did some nice things out of the backfield. It was the defense, and you can't blame Bill O'Brien for this one. You know who you could blame? Romeo Cornell, J.J. Watt, and the other big players on that defense who did not get the job done when it mattered. This Texans team earned the opportunity to win this game. They're up big in the second half, and they couldn't close it out. Watson gives you a chance to steal the game late, and the defense allowed Breeze with one timeout and 35, 36 seconds left to go right down the field. J.J. Watt after the game for the defense taking responsibility. 
pull them three points in the first half and then give up 27 in the second. I mean, it's just it's, it's terrible. So <clears throat> for our offense to give us the lead with whatever it was, 40 seconds left, and to not win that game, I mean, that's it's bad football by us on defense. And so we will take uh, 100% of that blame, as we should. It's so simple to say if Jadavian Clowney's on this team, the Houston Texans beat the New Orleans Saints last night. It's not as simple as that, and obviously Clowney's not on the team, but Whitney Merciless, who is thought to be the guy that's going to fill in in Clowney's spot and be the guy that's going to help rush the passer opposite of J.J. Watt, um, he had a, a sack, uh, and then he had a, a interception, but he and Watt were, I mean, they were neutralized. And say what you want about the neutralization of J.J. Watt and, you know, this is how it happened. or what. J.J. Watt didn't have a tackle. J.J. Watt didn't have a sack. J.J. Watt didn't have a quarterback hurry. That is an incredible accomplishment by the New Orleans Saints. And, yes, there are chips. Yes, there are double teams. But Ryan Ramchick played his tail off at right tackle. That guy's a freaking stud. He stymied Watt. More than a few times, Taron Armstead on the other side took care of business out on an island, as you want your left tackle to do, and they made adjustments. Drew Brees gets the ball out fast, and even when he doesn't get the ball out fast, he's got that pocket mobility to stay away from some of that pressure. It was one of those situations where the Saints knew, we got to take care of these guys, and then the, the other pieces on the defense are going to give us an opportunity to beat them, and that's what they did. The safety play wasn't good from the Texans. Aaron Colvin, who's their slot corner, he was horrific. Eight of nine, the Saints were on passing at Aaron Colvin. Eight of nine for 120-some-odd yards and a touchdown. The one that wasn't a completion was a drop by Taysom Hill. So in reality, they were nine and nine on passing without the drop. And that's that's terrible from a guy who was so good in Jacksonville two years ago, was atrocious last year, and was atrocious to start the season. And I don't know what it is. Maybe he just doesn't fit in Romeo Cornell's system. He's having a difficult time adjusting. Whatever it is, he has to be better. I mean, this defense has so many holes. And anyone who thought trading away Jadavian Clowney wasn't going to make that big of a difference, uh, I'm sorry. J.J. Watt is not blank on the stat sheet if Clowney's out there. You can't right. tell me that. And, right. and you can't simultaneously sit here and say, Jadavian Clowney doesn't get enough sacks and then give a ton of credit to J.J. Watt when he doesn't show up on the box score at all. And you know what Jadavian Clowney does really well at an elite level? He runs stuff. The Saints ran for 148 yards on the ground, specifically in the second half. They toasted. And it was up the gut. It, was, it, was, it, was, it wasn't like, you know, it was, it was simple runs, and they just started bodying the Texans. Alvin Kamara averaged 7.5 yards a touch. He had 13 carries for almost 100 yards. Latavius Murray had 6 carries. He had 43 yards, including that long 30-yard touchdown run. I mean, the run defense for the Texans was bad. The pass coverage in the second half was really bad. They got bailed out that Drew Brees, even the great Drew Brees, makes a mistake in the red zone, and Whitney Merciless made a nice play with the interception. But still, I mean, 99 out of 100 times, Drew Brees is in the red zone. He's not turning the ball over. So the Texans' defense... Failed them, but I'll tell you what, as impressed as I am that the Saints are still the Saints and they shook off a, a tough first half, the offense got going, and they and they found a way to get it done, the Houston Texans, to me, have a chance to be a really good team because I think the Texans' defense will get better. I think Deshaun Watson gives you a chance to really be a special team, and with the way the division is in the AFC South, with Gardner Minshew starting at quarterback this week for the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Texans at NRG Stadium here in Houston— and Andrew's Law, Andrew Luck retiring, leaving Brissett and Marcus Mariota, the only other two starting quarterbacks in this division. You have Deshaun Watson. 
Don't waste them. And last night, that offensive line allowing six sacks, that's not good enough. That has to get better. But if you're a Texans fan, you have to be really excited and optimistic about this offense. If you're the Houston Texans, you are far past the moral victory stage. Like, oh, they played well. Look, there's no moral victories when you're supposed to be winning the division. You're supposed to be competing at the top level of the AFC. Moral victories don't exist. And you know who gets moral victories? Losers. Losers get moral victories. So there's no moral victory on this. But you can pick and choose things out of this for the Texans that are going to be much better down the road. The offensive line, for the most part last night, from a pass-blocking standpoint, it kind of stunk. Watson was a magician. He got out of a couple of bad situations. He still got sacked six times. Laramie Tunsil had a bad play here or there. They didn't have their true starting left guard because their first-round pick, Titus Howard, was down. And then their right tackle, Chantrell Henderson, who played pretty well in the preseason. And, you know, we'd been out there watching him in practice. He just played horribly uh, last night against the Saints. So you got to think with the offensive line, just the cohesiveness of that, they should be getting a, just a tad bit better. Certainly not going to be six sacks every game. I don't know exactly how it, good they're going to be. It can't be. like, right, You know what I mean? Like They have to protect Deshaun Watson. Even no. on the, the rushing touchdown he scored earlier in the game, which was a great play. I mean, Deshaun accounted for four touchdowns last night, three through the air and one on the ground. You know, that play, he comes up a little a little slow when his back is hurting. Even before the final drive where he gives him the lead before Breeze took him down the field to win the game. Deshaun Watson was getting someone to like massage his back yeah. and get him, you know, to be able to play through the drive. And I know they just missed it after the game. Bill O'Brien said, "Hey, he's going to be fine. It's just nicks and bruises from playing NFL football." The reality is, this guy had a punctured lung last year. He had to take a bus to Jacksonville because he couldn't fly with it. So they have to protect this guy. It's cliche, but that's how the Texans either go from a potential playoff team to a legitimate contender because you have a special quarterback. Don't waste it. Look what happened with Andrew Luck in Indianapolis. Do not waste Deshaun Watson. The thing I'll say about Deshaun Watson is he takes so many risks on his own that is clearly not going to leave the way he plays football that you can't put him at risk with just regular old sacks. Like The play where he got hurt last night, that's because he dove into the end zone and he flipped over. Right. over I don't blame tailback. the line for that, yeah, but I'm, that's I'm the just, point. I'm just saying, yeah, he already takes enough risks outside of the pocket with his rushing that you can't afford those six, you know, five to six extra hits in the pocket that are sacks. You just can't have him going down like that. Um, so the Houston Texans come out of there with a loss, but there's certainly a big positive outlook. I mean, with Deshaun Watson, it seems like each time he gets put in a position to really put the team on his shoulders, every time he does, and he keeps uh, putting them in position to win, Unfortunately for him and the Texans, various other things happen and they get out of position to win. And from the same perspective, an important game for them. Because you look at the upcoming schedule next week at the Rams, at the Seahawks, home against the Cowboys. I thought the team I root for, the Jets had a brutal schedule. My goodness, playoff team in the Texans, playoff team in the Rams, Super Bowl team in the Rams. And we're there last year, playoff team in Seattle, playoff team uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. And then they finally get a break with the Bucks and Jacksonville before they then play at the Bears. So you look at their you know first eight games of the season, Cody, they're playing six playoff teams. So yeah. that was an important win for them to get last night. And it wasn't easy, but Drew Brees still showed you why he's Drew Brees because he made all the well, plays when he had to. And it shows that they're also never out of a game either. Like nope. there's, there's some QBs that are capable of doing that. I mean, and the Saints confirmed it not only from a QB standpoint, but Kamara was fantastic, like you mentioned. It was really good. One of those quarterbacks that maybe jumped into that category well, he's wearing the silver and black last night. Egg on my face, crow on my plate. We dive into the second of the Monday Night Football doubleheader next in the main event on SB Nation Radio.